0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge weekend of Scottish Cup action. John Kennedy and Borna Barisic have kicked off the disagreements early ahead of Rangers against Celtic. The fourth round starts tonight with St Mirren, Motherwell and Dundee United looking to avoid shocks against lower league opposition. And Ryan Jack is out for the rest of the season and will miss the Euros this summer. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans. Showdown Sunday on the way. The fixture that is a separate life form. For the last nine months, Rangers have been a model of consistency and Celtic haven't. Rangers have been defensively solid and Celtic have been defensively vulnerable. Rangers have scored more and conceded fewer than Celtic. But in nearly three years as Rangers manager... Stephen Gerrard has yet to win a cup All of which, Jim, is a long-winded way of saying I have no idea what will happen on Sunday <laughs> Won't stop him making a wild prediction at some yeah. point Between now and 8 o'clock And Jim Duffy, not only does the cup start tonight It, it has started already We yeah. are just underway St Mirren against Inverness We've got a couple of more fixtures tonight Some tomorrow And then Sunday as well So a cracking weekend to look forward to Yeah, I mean, it's always a great weekend uh, The Scottish Cup weekend Obviously spread over a few days As is traditional these days the, the big focus on the the, the match to Ibrox on Sunday have been moved to Sunday, um, obviously. So you know, but the, the other the other teams, you know, they'll all be happy that the old firm are playing. One yeah. of the big guns out. Each other. Maybe you know again from TV uh, revenue and you know, these kind of things. Some some clubs, but in terms of an opportunity to get really far into the, the, the tournament, even the final, I think everyone else will be happy about that, and they won't bother who wins it at the weekend. Uh, and elsewhere, disappointing news. Ryan Jack mm. Stevie, Stevie Clark Making it pretty clear today That he would have been Part of that Scotland squad And he's our first Injury casualty uh, We feel for him We wish him well And aside from that We hope it's the last Yeah I, 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 We'll be surprised If it's the last I think when you get to The, the, the latter stages Of the season uh, Gordon You know There's a lot of Important fixtures You know The, the games You know Get condensed into Sometimes at a short Period of time and unfortunately players pick up injuries at the latter stage of the season uh, Normally muscle injuries But with the, the Euros coming up uh, for Ryan I think it's a, it's a massive blow for him And also for Scotland Because when he came in in that period He was exceptional uh, Alongside Callum McGregor in that midfield But we do have plenty of options there And that's the one thing we have to say That's the strongest area of our team Is a lot to get through tonight So do not hang about 0141 951 1025 and let Hugh Keevens and Jim Duffy, Jim Duffy know what is on your mind. We've got games tonight. What about the big one on Sunday then? Borna Barisic says that John Kennedy's claims that Celtic are still the best team in the country on their day is the biggest joke he's heard all season. But John Kennedy says he's been full of respect for Rangers. It's been taken out of context and uh, just is backing his team. Ahead of the weekend This will be your last chance We're not on tomorrow afternoon It's a bit of a disrupted fixture schedule this weekend So this is your last chance to call in the show And get all the pre-match thoughts off your chest Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling nervous? Give us your, your predictions, your suggestions for the team lineups. James Forrest, he's going to be touch and go Would Celtic risk him? Would Rangers risk James Tavernier? Give us all your pre-match thoughts on 01419511025 If you want to talk Ryan Jack You can do that as well And anything else you think we've missed The best way to fix it 
is to pick up that phone. We are underway, St Mirren, Inverness. It is goalless, Hugh Keevans. Three minutes gone. I take it we've not missed much. No, no. Uh, Inverness starting on the front foot, though, as befits uh, the way they've been playing it. league football at the moment in the Championship since uh, Neil McCann and Billy Dodds uh, were partnered in the management roles there. Uh, they've done a very good job And they're taking the game to St Mirren right away uh, We do have three big games tonight So St Mirren, one of the teams looking to avoid defeat to lower league opposition Forfer taking on Dundee United as well And the third of those, Motherwell against Morton We can go there and get the team news with Alison Conroy Yep, good evening from a sunny Fir Park. Motherwell boss Graham Alexander is telling his players there can be no complacency tonight as they can look to continue their Scottish Cup run and make up for that League Cup semi-final showing earlier in the season. Morton struggling in the Championship at the moment. They needed extra time to see off East Fife in the last round. It's a tie against either Stranraer or Hibs that await the winners tonight. So Motherwell will be Liam Kelly in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Declan Gallagher, Ricky Lamy and Nathan McGee. Ginley. Then the midfield three will be Alan Campbell, Robbie Crawford and Barry Maguire. Up top, Stephen Lawless, Chris Long and Devante Cole. On the bench, Chapman, Dunn, Carroll, Mugabe, McGlory, O'Hara, Foley, Cornelius and Hasty. Morton, I've just got it, so I'm not lined it up, but it will be McAdams in goal. Ledger, Fjortov, McLean, McGinty, Jacobs, McGinn, Muirhead, Nesbitt, McGuffey and Lyon. On the bench for Morton tonight, it's Wiley, Oliver, Orsi, Strap, Blues, Colville, Eastdale, Hines and McGrattan. Looking forward to that one. St Mirren Inverness is underway and we've got four for Dundee United as well. 01419511025 to have your say on the show tonight though. Let's hear, let's start here. I don't know when tabloids speak. Is this a is this a spat? Is it a war of words? What would you call it between Borna Barisic and John Kennedy? I would call it a manufactured controversy. <laughs> but uh, a war of words will do. Well let's hear it then Borna Barisic says, says John Kennedy's claims That Celtic are still the best team In the country on their day Is the biggest joke He's heard all season He thinks Kennedy Should show more respect Because Rangers are 20 points clear What do you think though? I think that that's The biggest joke I've heard This year Because They didn't win Against us three games And We are 20 points In front of them So Disrespectful A little bit To us if someone is better, if someone is 20 points in front of you, you just don't talk like that, you know. And of course, that is disrespectful for all these things what we do this season. We are 20 points clear in front of them. We didn't still lose game this year. So it's big disrespectful to talking about anyone than about strangers. I'm talking about this season. But John Kennedy says that he's shown Rangers full respect after those comments drew that reaction from Borna Barisic. Uh, he says things were taken out of context. People take part of the comment, and it's careless. You know, people go and make a story and a headline out of taking the the comment out of context. You know, I was referring to um, us going to a cup game, and on our day we can still be the best performing team in the country because we've got that level in us. So that's purely what it is. And several times along the uh, in my time there in the last few weeks, I've commented on Rangers thoroughly deserving to win the league because they've been the most consistent team. They've racked up the most points. They've been more consistent performances. So I've shown full respect to Rangers for what they've done. I'm entitled to say that on any given day, especially going into a cup tie against Rangers, I fancy to be on a day, come out on top. And that, that's purely what it is. You know, people sometimes take a small part of that statement and touch, twist it and turn it into whatever they want to suit their own argument. And that's, that's careless for me. So... You know, to bring a bit of clarity to that, Rangers deserve to be the champions this season because they've been more consistent than us. 
you know, but come a cup game, if we hit top gear and we can perform well, I fancy to, to be able to go and win the game. Borna Barisic says it's the biggest joke he's heard all season, but John Kennedy says it's been taken out of context. Rangers deserve to win the league, and he just feels like they, on their day, can be the best team in the country going into the cup tie. What do you think, though? 01419511025. Give us your thoughts on that if you want, and the game itself. Take it away on the phones. Hugh, is it? Uh, is it? Does it even reach spat? Does it reach war of words? Is it a level yeah. below that for you? Listen, I don't think that John Kennedy for one second. Would have intended to be disrespectful towards Rangers uh, He is on record as praising Rangers For the, the way in which they won the league So uh, as I said at the, the outset A more experienced man in that kind of position Might have left the subject well alone But my interpretation of what John said is The three most important words are On their day or on our day as he said uh, he feels that on their day, Celtic uh, can be the best team in the country. But in no way did he mean it to be disrespectful. It's just added a bit of spice. Yeah, but Jim, I can. When you listen to John Kennedy, you go, "Yeah, well, it's, it's not that controversial, is it?" Or his explanation isn't. Um, he's kind of trying to back his team and talk about on their day. But whether he likes it or not, people mm. do sort of run with it, and they they hear the headline or they hear the soundbite, and it's now it has mm. now become a thing. And I've seen it said, "Oh well, John Kennedy's done Rangers team talk for mm. them." Is that the case? No, I, I mean, listen. Maybe after the game, when you get results, somebody will mention these things. But you know, to be honest with you, I, I genuinely think um, you know we, we love to to exaggerate something here. If managers say nothing, you know, they get criticised for being boring or negative or whatever it to be. Mm. If they say something as as trivial as this to me, you know, because oh, he's talking about his own team. On as you said, he said on the day. He believed it. Well, well, if you go into that game not believing your team's good enough to win the game, you know that that wouldn't be very strong management. So I, I'm sure there's a lot of teams if they played Rangers and on their day they say, listen, you know if we play really well, we've got a chance of winning here, or we believe we can win. What's the matter with that? It, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Mm. And Borna Barish, is, I think, is another one. I think he's been yeah, he understands it. You know, the twenty points ahead and stuff. But to be honest with you, I, I really do think it's been just a, you know. Manufactured a little bit To make a bigger headline Than it actually is I'm not sure That Borna Barisic Read any of this at all Mm -hmm. But it may have been Conveyed Mm -hmm. To Borna Barisic In a way that Has left him with the impression That John Kennedy Was being disrespectful That was kind of my point though John Kennedy can explain it all away And it doesn't sound that disrespectful but if you're Stephen Gerrard You might as well Go into the dressing room On Sunday and say oh, This yeah. lot think They're still the best team In the country yeah. Let's show them That, that yeah, they're wrong I agree All is fair in love and war mm-hmm. So long as it doesn't Spill over into anything uh, You know when uh, John Kennedy said Why can it take Five weeks to get A disciplinary hearing mm-hmm. For Nathan Patterson And Stephen Gerrard Come back with Well what about you lot In Dubai mm-hmm. That's that's fine That's tip for tat uh, But it's as well there are no people at the game on Sunday You have to be careful with these things Because it does impact on fans And that can impact on public order Ah come on I think we can all rise above that 01419511025 Paul is a Rangers fan in Crookston How are you feeling ahead of this game? Paul are you the best team in the country? Does the 20 point gap prove it? And you will show this at the weekend Hi Gordon um, Hi Hugh and hi Jim uh, Thanks for having me on the show Um uh, Great to listen to you guys as well, and just listen to the, the hype of the game. I'm just hoping it's going to be, um, it's going to be a, a bit of an open game, maybe a goal blitz, hopefully. Um, and I, I'm confident with the way Rangers have played Ibrox. I mean, 
think you said before in the show, it's only considered three goals or something like that. So um could be tight, but I, would, I hope it's going to be a good show. I think um, I'm going to obviously say Rangers are going to win it, um, but maybe 4-3, hopefully. Um, oh, I'd love that. I would love that. Rarity. I, I went to a 4-4 game once at, at Ibrox. Uh, if I remember correctly, Celtic were 3-1 up. Rangers took it to 4-3, and then Murdoch McLeod made it 4-all with 20 minutes left to be played. I, I, the old jam tart was working overtime that day. Uh, but, you know, uh, Paul on the line is quite right. Rangers at Ibrox have been formidable. 18 league and Scottish Cup matches, 18 wins. <laughs> you simply cannot ask for more than that. We just heard from the, the two sides, Paul, you know, Borna Barisic t- talking about John Kennedy's claims being the biggest joke he's heard all season. John Kennedy saying it's actually about a context, it's not, not quite what he meant, and explaining himself. Are you the type of fan that cares? Do you buy into that stuff? Um, well, I think it's a wee bit of. Listen, I had a wee point about Glenn Kamara. I wanted to share with you as well. Yeah, no back in with you, but I, I, on the game, I think uh, maybe maybe a wee bit inexperienced from John Kennedy. I, I've never liked um, Rangers players or in the past, or, or not uh, maybe some managers as well. But maybe captains come out and saying we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I just feel it, it just adds more spice to the game. It gives the opposition something to nail up in the, the dressing room to get one back on you. So. Um, I was maybe taking a wee bit maybe an experience from there but um, I suppose another side he's trying to G up his team and everything but you know what I'm confident with the, the background of the club that we've got in place I mean, we've got a right good background team um, I phoned in before and I'd mentioned that and I think we're in the right good place and as you just said there we've 18 games uh, won them all so it's uh, yeah, that, that, that is my feeling Paul that you know a, a more experienced man in that role the managerial role John is the interim manager But to all intents and purposes He has to be the manager In the lead up to uh, The game against Rangers And a more experienced man Would have Shied away from Any reference to Best team Because It's inevitable That somebody just stands there Holding up a league table And says 20 points Between the two Best team Really? Yeah but I mean The, the devil is in the detail About being on the best day at- John Kennedy you know, doesn't want people to forget that But is there an in, an inevitability that, that people will Either deliberately or not Well there's an inev- inevitability Because you're mentioning all the time So that, that tells you that, that comes into the media focus mm. And the media spotlight And people will highlight it And John knows that now He said that himself He was careless I think he said Was the, was the, the way he used it and, and, and how he phrased it But you know, it's, it's, it's a situation where, listen, I, I, again, I think that you see it in a lot of places, but up here when it comes to the old firm, it just seems mm. to be, you know, exaggerated to the point of being, as you say, disrespectful. I don't even think, why if, would it be disrespectful? It's, it's not like he's talking about his own team, and Rangers are the best team in the country, there's no mm. doubt about it, the 20 points tells you that, the, the undefeated against Celtic this season tells you that. So the Rangers are, but it's John Kennedy saying he's trying to get his own team Saying to his own team Listen See on our day We think we can win this Whatever. game We are better than this team What is the matter with that? I, I, I don't even get Why anyone would even be bothered about that In the lead up to this fixture This week And I love all this business <laughs> uh, We've had The birth of the Bruni Ten years ago And we're discussing Bruni And El Hadjouf Ten years ago <laughs> Even Mark Wilson Got a look in with uh, The replay Which followed on from The Bruni where Mark Wilson scored and not a soul can remember who got that goal because <laughs> everything else happened that night with Neil Lennon, Walter Smith, Ali McCoy. It was all the fun of the fair. So 
as I say, this match, whether it's a League match, League Cup, Scottish Cup, is a separate life form. We have nothing like it in this country. Paul, what was your other point tonight? Yeah, no, thanks for letting me come back in there um, on that. Uh, just before I make that point, a really important point I want to make about Glenn Kamara, I just want to share a wee bit of trivia with you as well. Mm. Uh, you had a caller in last trivia. night, bigging up Celtic and how great they were and blah, blah, blah. Um, I chuckled a wee bit about it um, in the sense of maybe a wee history question, maybe if you might get it, it was in his era, I think. I'm only kidding on you. 1898, 1899. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm only kidding on. Um, Rangers won. Rangers went through the league 18 games. It was only in the league. I don't know why it was only 18 games, but it was 18 games and they had a 100% win rate. The only club, I think, in the world, I could be wrong, but I think it's in the world, who went through a whole league campaign undefeated. And it did go on to lose the Scottish Cup there enough um, to Aberdeen, I think, that year. But uh, Celtic, sorry, 2-0. But they went through the whole week undefeated and won every single game. But that's just a wee bit of trivia. The last point I just wanted to say was about Glenn Kamara. And, and just to ask your panel's thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Um, dreadful what happened. I don't want to go into the whole thing. You're talking about it in the show and, and whatnot. But um, just a wee suggestion, I thought, um, was would it take maybe something like big businesses to sponsor um, UEFA and people like that I mean Mastercard or Visa or whatever name serves um, in the sense of if they took a stance against racism and said you know what we're going to hit you in the pocket we're not going to sponsor you anymore because I think that's unfortunately that's what it's going to have to take or perhaps maybe organisations like the SFA turning around and saying well you know what we won't participate I, I doubt they will do it right but we won't participate in European Championships or World Cup qualifiers or whatever until proper action is taken against that because 10 matches as many calls have already outlined pundits have outlined as well it's it's, it's obvious it's not enough um, I think when I called summed up last night he said if you said that to someone in the street you'd be looking at prison sentences and things like that so it's obviously not, when, not a ban and I don't think UEFA sorry when, uh, I don't think UEFA's going to to do much because I think one of the statements you shared yesterday was that they said that was the maximum they could do or, or something around those lines so would Minimum, it when you bring it? money into it Paul UEFA uh, if they were affected by the withdrawal of sponsorship you would soon find attitudes changing I don't expect it to happen and with regard to you think to, it is, the, is that the level that it would need to get to for meaningful yeah, change yeah uh, m- money <laughs> money changes everything mm-hmm. Uh, at that level but again on the other side of the financial coin uh, for the SFA to say we won't participate in international matches uh, that's going to cost them money and by association the game will be cost money in this country so they have to be careful in that regard Uh, but UEFA have laid down uh, an unsatisfactory marker on this one everyone knows it uh, but they don't seem to know. It. Well, yeah, of course not. But uh, I actually think they've gone further than I thought they would. But that's worrying, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, without doubt. But as I say, if uh, Paul's idea was to come to fruition, and Mastercard or whoever said we are withdrawing sponsorship until you start throwing teams out of competitions mm-hmm. for racism. You would soon find Overnight in fact Everything would change We'll leave it there Paul Thank you very much 01419511025 How are you feeling Ahead of the weekend Are you confident Are you nervous Who should play Who shouldn't play All the usual pre-match questions 
Tonight is the night No show tomorrow This is your last chance To get things off your chest You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here What a weekend of Scottish Cup action we've got And the sun is shining as well Even better Just a real shame And I'm like a broken record on this If ever there was a weekend to be back at the football It's this weekend Sun shining And the Cup back in amongst it St Mirren nil Inverness nil. 24 minutes gone there We are 34 minutes away from kick-off Between Motherwell and Morton And just to confuse things Even further a bit later on For for Dundee United this evening Let's bring in David Who is a Celtic fan from Carfin, David, how are you feeling ahead of this weekend? Um, confident. Um, I think the way Celtic played at the weekend was the best we've played in a long time. Um, if we take that into this weekend's game, I think um, we'll get a good chance. Um, I, I, my point, though, is I think all of the pressure in this game is on Rangers. Um, that if Celtic have obviously won eight out of the last nine cups. Um, if we were to win this one, we nine out of the last ten. I mean, that would mean that Rangers would have won none of the last 20. You know what I mean? And even if Rangers were to, were to win it, it would be one of the last 20 and Celtic would have won eight out of the last ten. So I think all the pressure on Rangers, and I think it's telling in the fact that they're biting um, to John Kennedy's remarks. Um, what do you think about that, Palmer? Do you, th- do you think that, that recent Scottish Cup record over the last decade, David, do you think that brings more pressure than the prospect of going a season trophyless? I mean, you can't win all the time, Gordon. I mean, this season has been one shambles to another, but the fact that the Scottish Cup, which might not be getting played, has now been played, it gives Celtic the opportunity, especially where we are getting um, Rangers on Sunday. It gives us the opportunity to lay a mark off for next season um, and also continue Rangers' um, cup run of not winning 1 in 28 would be if, if, if we can win on Sunday. David, so, uh, David, you're trying hard. But <laughs> pull, pull back on it now, David. Just give it a rest there. There is not one ounce of pressure on Rangers. Not Oh, well, hold on. There, there always is on both. There has to be on both. The whole season, though, Gordon, and David knows this to be true. The whole season was about the winning of or the stopping of 10 in a row. So there's no pressure on Rangers well, because be, they There must be a bit though, and I'm not going back the last decade, but there must be a bit. Stephen Gerrard will apply a bit of his own pressure, knowing fine well that he's not won a cup yet and wanting to, to do that, wanting to win the Scottish Cup, always brings its own pressure and you want to continue your domestic dominance. I'm not saying that means all the pressure is on Rangers the way David is, but there must be some. In this fixture well, Is there ever pressure off all, all that you would get If Celtic were to win And of course Celtic would then need to go on And win the trophy yep. Because by defeating Rangers You don't get the trophy You have to go and play other teams first yeah. uh, Then People will bring up Three years without a cup For Steven Gerrard And Justifiably so Because it's statistically correct However David was talking about it. lay down a marker for next season. How many of the team who start for Celtic on Sunday will be there next season? And who will be the manager next season? There are so many unanswered questions about Celtic. But if we define the word pressure, in other words, if Steven Gerrard lost the match, would people be saying, oh, I'm not sure about him? Mm-hmm. No, no, no one will be saying that. The pressure is on Celtic to end the season with a trophy Rather than have A trophy-less season For the first time in a decade You're not having it David Put him in his place 
But uh, for me, I think yeah, not not just in his his movement, his creativity, and his threat, and, he, and he's a big game player as well. Scores, you know, important goals in big games. Uh, then then if he's fit, I think he's definitely like he's in. But if there's any doubt at all, mm-hmm. then I, I think he could tweak the shape. Then if he's not there, he's that he's that important to Celtic. I think he almost dictates the shape if he's fit. Yeah, I mean it's unfair on James Forrest too to sort of pin all of Celtic's hopes on him oh. and. But not not only in this game We've seen this across the season He is the only real Right-sided winger That Celtic yeah. have And Even when he's not having good games His numbers are good as they say He creates goals He scores goals So Whilst you're not Hinging everything on him It, it, it does make a big difference It's entirely in keeping With Celtic season Gordon They have a terrific performance Against Livingston They score Six goals in that game And James Forrest Looks outstanding and then he gets hurt before the end of it and is a doubt and will remain a doubt for the Rangers game up until the very last minute. So it's in keeping with Celtic season. It's a the Murphy's first law of engineering. If it can go wrong, it will go wrong. <laughs> That's the, probably the first time I've ever heard that mentioned on the show, but I'm, I'm here for it. I don't mind it whatsoever. We're going to speak to Dominic very soon. Let's bring in Jim in Shawlands first. What's on your mind tonight, Jim? Hi, hello there, panel. Hello. Uh, the point is, I'm a Celtic supporter. Uh, I don't think Celtic will win this Sunday. And the reason I say that is, like last week, that boy was on the, boy was on the phone there a minute ago talking about uh, Celtic playing a wee bit better. They did play a wee bit better, but the reason for that is they got all the room in the world, they got their full-backs in the opposition half. The Rangers are not like Celtic do that. Rangers are, I know that, uh, laid back. And, uh, and any team that attacks Celtic, that's what Celtic problems are. I wonder what the panel think. Yeah, I mean, I think that Jim's got a point. Uh, you know, without being disrespectful to Livingston, Livingston are not at the same level as Rangers. And uh, David Martindale himself said, he said he thought it was their worst performance since he's actually been there. So I think seven years, he said. So... You know, from that point of view, you Celtic have got to take full advantage, which they did do. But Rangers, yeah, are a different beast. There's no doubt about it at all. You know, we've mentioned their defensive record, which is exceptional, um, as well as I think tactically over the last couple of games, in particular with Celtic, they've, you know, Celtic have played well at times in these over games, but Rangers still managed to nullify him in the important areas uh, and still get results out of it. So yeah. I think Jim's got some good points there. I think that, you know, but listen, it's a cup competition and, you know, Celtic have got to be, you know, positive and really try and take the game and try and be clinical. Celtic had a few chances the last time, particularly Edward, who he didn't quite, you know, have that, um, you know, finishing prowess on the day, but they did create a few chances, but they have to take my, them this time. My reservation about Celtic is always at the back. The goalkeeper. Uh, it, have they tightened that up a bit, though, under John Kennedy? I mean, the. the, the Goals against Colin would suggest so You obviously have to take Opposition into account Yeah But they were shipping goals to everyone Earlier yeah. in the campaign uh, Yeah you're quite right But I go back to Jim's point about levels mm-hmm. um, Here they are playing the team uh, Who have goal scorers all over the park um, Who from set pieces Are likely to cause a team Who suffer badly from set pieces uh, A bit of bother So you know, good luck to Stephen Welsh. Nice long contract mm. midweek, but he, for me, is still at the apprenticeship stage of the game. Uh, the back four has been a constant source of worry, and the goalkeeper 
is an honest pro But he's not a first team goalkeeper for Celtic yeah, I think Celtic as well Their possession based more now Under John Candy And that helps them Because they retain the ball longer <laughs> and, and they work teams a little bit more And there's a, there's a lot more passes And that means that the opposition Don't have the ball So they're maybe not as exposed As they have They, they, they were done previous to that uh, Jim can you not find any confidence In say the last couple of meetings With Rangers You got the draw the last time The first point picked up a decent performance in the one before that as well. No confidence to be found there ahead of this weekend. Well, we tell, we tell you it's just no because even it doesn't matter who we are playing. Even a, a, a last month or the month before, see if Celtic go in front. I, I've even said that to my, my son. When Celtic go in front, you keep saying if the goals even two in front, you still expect other team to come back, and there've been lots of goals all over. Uh, in that, that situation they can't kill a team off so as I say I can't see much of it. and as I say again James Forrest he, he, he can't I'm not saying he, he's, a good, he's a good player but he'll not win a game you know what I mean it's not one player just because that boy was on a four you there he, he mentioned uh, Celtic plays well last week to an extent and Forrest and Forrest and Forrest but uh, Forrest is no, he's not a one-man uh, player, you know what I mean? No one is suggesting he's a one-man team. Uh, it would simply be better for Celtic if he were there uh, on Sunday afternoon. That's all that people are saying. Uh, let's bring in Dominic, who's a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. That was a, a pessimistic Celtic fan, if you like, Dominic. He's not giving his side much chance at, at the weekend. How are you? Are you feeling confident or not? Hi, Gordon. How are you doing there? Uh, Jim and uh, Uncle Q. Hey Dominic. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. I don't think he's Brittany side half as much as I'm not. I'm, I'm a big Rangers man, Gordon. Um, he's Brittany side half basically before a ball's kicked. Mm. I mean, um, we're going to hear Stephen Gerrard talking about um, essentially his team having a bit of a drop off in performance levels since they've won the league. Would you go along with that? I, I, I think you're right there. Um, Against basically against Hibs at the weekend, there um, I thought we had a few chances, but Hibs, I, as much as it pains me to say it, it's uh, Hibs wrong. Had the goal dropped off six. Well, it was not offside. Felt, it was yeah. uh, disallowed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last few games, I know you're totally right there. Um, it's just two quick points, please. It was uh, one was to Hugh and one one was to Jim, but the f- first one was uh, to Hugh. Um, but does, does he think that Celtic are going along by John Kennedy's comments? Does he still think that Celtic are the best team in the country? And would he go along with that if Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox on Sunday? Um, again, I go back to it. I think John Kennedy was referring to on their day, Celtic being a good enough team to be, in fact, considered a, a better team than Rangers. Uh, purely and simply in terms of this season, uh, I can't have that Rangers have been far and away better than Celtic And that Rangers will undoubtedly start Sunday's match as favourites I do always state It's a separate life form Nobody has any idea who will win uh, But if it was to go according to form Then Rangers would win Having said that though I, I get Hugh's talking about form as in this season Rangers mm-hmm. have won the league They've been far better Steven Gerrard himself We're going to hear it later on Saying that he feels Their performance levels Have dipped a little mm-hmm. bit Yes it was only Livingston I hear all this stuff But That was probably Celtic's best performance mm-hmm. Last season uh, Last week Sorry Whether that's 
because the bar was set low or not, you can you can tell me. But you know, what, what does form mean? You know, yeah. you know, Hugh's talking about the season, but really your form from August to now is not that relevant, is it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's always good to get to the game in better form if you if, if you feel your team is is really you know at, at the maximum level. There's no doubt about that. You'd much prefer that, and it was understandable. And I think everybody expected it. That's the reason why there was always this kind of. Debate whether Rangers would go through the, the league campaign, or, uh, you know, and beaten simply because when the league's won, you do drop. It's just a, it's just a natural thing that, as much as the manager can, you know, try and drive the players forward, you know, the job's done in essence. So therefore, you the job to do to win the league and they won the league. So you know th- that performance level probably has dropped. But these type of games, um, <laughs> invariably, you know, get the adrenaline pumping again, get you up to that level you need to be, and the players will know that. Both sets of players will know they have to be at their maximum. You cannot get into this game way below the levels that you possibly that you can possibly uh, demand. Uh, Dominic, we'll need to leave it there. I'm afraid we're a bit short on time, but thanks for picking up the phone tonight. It's travel time with Stephen, and that means it's the perfect opportunity for you to pick up the phone, and you could be up next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy are in the studio. We've got St Mirren nil, Inverness nil. It's pretty much half time there. So we'll get you the story of the first half with Andrew McLean. It's been good, by the way. It's been a good oh. opening 45. Don't let that scoreline fool you. And we are building up to kick off between Motherwell and Morton as well. That one kicks off in about just over 10 minutes time. So give me your final thoughts on that one. Will I dust off my book of Scottish Cup cliches? Is that oh, a banana skin for Motherwell? Oh, yeah, without doubt. Um, you know, Motherwell aren't yet at the stage where you can say, "Oh, they'll, they'll be all right there." Uh, they they blow hot and cold at times. Motherwell, I would put my money on them, but then Graham Alexander doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> they would maybe be more fearful, Jim, if they were up against an informed Championship side and an informed Morton. They got a decent yeah. one-all draw, I suppose, at Dens, wasn't it last yeah. time out? Um, but you know, they've had their own. Sticky spells recently Yeah and obviously Gus has just went in there Gus McPherson Not that long ago And he's probably still Finding his feet a little bit Still trying to know His, his team and He's obviously got a job to do Which is to make sure um, they, they, they get you know points on board to, to get themselves up the league A little bit But it's such a tight league The championship That uh, it can change very quickly But I mean I think Morton will go there They'll be organised as, as, as Gus does with his team You know they'll try And hit them on the break But uh, Motherwell You know Particularly after the last Couple of weeks Are in better form There seems to be A bit more confidence About them now and again, a lot of those those players will want to be part of Graham Alexander, I think, because obviously this will be his first window mm-hmm. and first you know pre-season is coming up soon. So they'll want to be part of that. So um, the manager's going to throw down a challenge to them. So you would expect uh, Motherwell to be good enough to, to get through there. We're going to speak to John very soon. Let's quickly get a half-time report from St Mirren Inverness with Andrew McLean. Yeah, St Mirren nil, Inverness nil, the half-time score in Paisley. But despite that, it's been a really good game, actually. Entertaining chances at, at both ends, just nothing to show for it in terms of the scoreboard yet. A couple of early chances for St Mirren. Christian Dennis has crossed from the left, and it was an acrobatic effort from Ilkay Dermot's overhead kick, but he fired over the bar. Six minutes later, Inverness didn't clear their lines properly. Jamie McGrath picked up the ball at the edge of the box, opened his body, curled a right-footed shot just by the post that time. Then Jack Anik was called into two quick saves, the first from Nikolai Todorov, and from the resulting corner, Daniel Mackay had an effort parried away. Christian Dennis was then denied at the other end by Mark Ridgers. Then lovely play from Dennis at the 
the half hour mark he plucked the ball out the air at the edge of the box twisted and turned into the box but his shot was deflected just wide a couple of minutes later Nikolai Todorov received the ball with his back to goal on the spin got a shot away and that had to be palmed away by Jack Anik then Inverness went even closer after that Jack Anik tipped Scott Allen's shot from the edge of the box onto the post and just before the break the woodwork was hit again this time at the other end a brilliant takedown by Christian Dennis once again another shot away inside the box but this one deflected onto the Inverness bar and behind surely only a matter of time before we get a goal in this one in the sunshine in Paisley the halftime score at the Smyser Stadium is St Mirren nil Inverness nil keep telling yourself that I've got you down for extra time and penalties and we don't do we don't do double time um, overtime in here Hugh Keevans That's oh. for sure it's, it's, it's one flat rate fee Of £15 For covering that game So you can forget it Andrew McLean Let's bring in John Who is a Celtic fan uh, I think he's got something He wants to take up With Hugh Keevans Is that right John? Hi, evening Gordon Jim and Hugh Hi Hi Hugh uh, you Just listen to you About uh, you're saying Rangers have got threats All over the park Etc and I, I do agree with that To an extent Well To an extent But this is a cup game. I do believe John Kennedy's right. He's saying Celtic dominated Rangers. Well, maybe not dominated the last two games, but they should have been triumphant in the last couple of games. And if they took their chances, they could have been a high scoring result for Celtic. Right? I get what you're saying. They've won the league. That's a campaign. This is cup games. Stephen Gerrard never won a cup. He's been put out with St Mirren in a cup, the league cup. I do believe Celtic get threats. I mean, I think now they're coming into forum. Ah, you can see Livingston, whatever. But you can only beat the team that's in front of you, and they beat them kind of well and good football. I've seen mm. Celtic playing. So I, I think Sunday, I think John's got a point. I on the day. I mean, Celtic. Listen, Celtic have been nine seasons in a row champions, treble winners. You know what I mean? Quadruple winners. Yeah, that just is the. You just don't become a bad team overnight. I've lost the league, right? And your man, the Rangers player, saying that, but my twenty points clear. Celtic, granted, we, we dropped crazy points at times, crazy points, and we were put back games ahead now, these games in hand and all that. I put pressure on, I definitely did. But Sunday, I, the last two games I watched against Rangers, I'm quite confident Sunday at beating Rangers. Very. I, uh, I take the point about the, the, the way that Celtic have played in the last two games. However, this isn't ice skating where the judges give you marks out of 10 for artistic impersonation and. Uh, all the rest of it the, the end result matters That's all uh, You can be Wonderful for 89 minutes If the other team scores In the 90th minute That's you uh, I would also Take you back to Ross County uh, Against Celtic Earlier in the season There are no givens You're right Rangers lost to St Mirren Celtic lost to Ross County In the Betfred Cup So there are no givens In cup football I would summarise it Simply by saying that Rangers have been the better team this season. Ibrox has been a flawless place for them. 18 games played, 18 games won. They have to go in to the game on Sunday, John, as the favourites. Having said that, you and I have been round the block several times and we know that being favourites on a Friday night doesn't necessarily amount to anything on a Sunday afternoon. But as of now, Rangers go into the game the more settled, the more composed, the favourites. I mean, John, can you not spin that the other way? You have said that Celtic were the better team in the last two head-to-heads and therefore that, that fills you with confidence. Can you flip that round and say Celtic were the best team in those two games and still couldn't find a way to beat Rangers? Can, can that not also go down as a cause for concern? 
I wouldn't think about saying they couldn't find a way to beat them. Well, they couldn't. I, I mean, in the last two games. I, I, no, no, no. You, uh, sorry, Gordon. What I'm saying is they didn't take their chances. You know right. what I mean? What I'm saying is they didn't take their chances. You know what I mean? Putting the ball in the onion there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We, we didn't do that. But I'm saying, like John Kennedy's saying, if we take our chances, we, we're dominated on the park. If we take, our, if we finish our chances, then I look at the. There's no one. There's no one right here, John, and there's no one wrong, uh, because on Sunday, if uh, El Yunusi turns up and puts in a performance like he did against Livingston, if James Forrest is past fit to play, if Edward uh, shows the desire to get in among the goals. Then from middle to front With uh, David Turnbull there Scott Brown has got to want this cup run to go on So that he finishes as a Celtic captain with a trophy Middle to front Of course Celtic have a chance For me, at the back That's where the concerns arise John, I'm interested You you bring up, you said You know, one nine in a row Undefeated seasons, quadruple trebles You said you don't become a bad team overnight I wonder if you're overlooking the fact that actually half of this team weren't there and, and didn't achieve those things. I mean, you, you, you're right to talk about the club, but players change. Look at that. Look at that Celtic team that will play at the weekend. Look at the back four goalkeeper elsewhere on the pitch. That those aren't the guys that that won those things. Some of them are. I I get that. I get that. Gordon. I get your your kind of point there. But as Jim uh, Duffy's a manager, Jim says, "Well, see, I'm saying the Celtic team, right? See." Neil Lennon's not there anymore, right? Mm. He's gone. John Kennedy stepped in, interim manager. We know that. Jim, as a manager yourself, right? A new guy, if you know that a new guy's coming in, and if you like the guy who took over, do you not get a wee spring your step, Jim? You start putting in a, a wee bit more of a, You know what I mean? I'm not saying I didn't put the effort in for Neil Lennon, but I'm saying, does it not give you a wee... You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, I mean, listen. They, they, they call it, a, a, you know, a manager's bounce, and he's going. Sometimes it does work for you, John. And I'm sure there are players there who feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit better under John Kennedy than they did under Neil Lennon. That that'll happen. And there'll also be other players who are maybe not as quite as keen because maybe the the, the system, you know, maybe doesn't suit. Um, you know, so you know, it depends on the balance. But I really don't think that looking forward to beyond this season will have any great impact on the game on Sunday. I think you have to totally focus on Ibrox. This is going to be one tough match without thinking that you're doing it for John Kennedy you're, or, or you're putting yourself in the in the new manager's ideas because you don't know who the new manager is yet. So no, I think it's a tough enough test. And I, listen, I think it'll be the same as most of the, the, the old firm games. I think it'll be a fraction between the teams and it might just take... I, I think what they have to make sure is discipline. That'll be important. Keep 11 men on the pitch. Speaking of which, it's almost seven o'clock and no one's mentioned Eddie Howe yet. This is a new record for the last six weeks. Thank Eddie you. Howe. Thank you, John. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I'm not giving you long tonight. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, you need to pick up the phone right now. 0141 951 1025. What a way to kick off the weekend. The sun is shining. You come on here, you show up, Hugh Keevens or Jim Duffy. And the signed ball makes its way to you Second class of course Hugh takes most of the money out of this place We've got to save the pennies But we will send you the ball And you get the bragging rights straight away You need to call before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here It is a massive weekend of Scottish Cup action We're well underway It's half time between St Mirren and Inverness It is goalless And about two minutes in to Motherwell Morton Also goalless Four for Dundee United makes up your Friday night offering Then tomorrow Kelly Montrose, Aberdeen Livingston, St Johnston Clyde And in case you haven't heard A couple of big games on Sunday Strindrad against Hibs of course And the small matter of Rangers against Celtic So keep your calls coming in please 01419511025 Rangers fans Scotland fans What have you made of this Ryan Jack injury news He will miss the rest of the season And he will miss the Euros Unfortunately So how big a blow is that for the Scotland squad Who should replace him Who could replace him And Rangers fans is, Is that a bigger concern going forward Is that the type of thing that would make you want to reassess your Midfield options for next season Give us your thoughts Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Let's bring in John and Parkhead and see how he's feeling. Are you confident, John? Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. But okay, can't argue with that. Sit on the fence and don't want. Doesn't want to commit because you, you don't want to come in too confident, Hugh. But you don't want to get put it across that you're nervous either and give you lot you two in here about. I always feel smell blood. It's the best quiz we'll in the country. Then that, that gets headlines you Exactly On his day John is the best <laughs> quizzer in the country yeah, On, on his, his day. day So we'll wait and see uh, What happens tonight John would you have a preference Are these two much of a muchness? Um, I will use an old veteran himself But I'd go for either one To be honest He's, he's been called a lot worse a oh, yeah. He has been called a lot lot worse I was wondering <laughs> the, where he was the going word when that, he... The word that comes after old Is there always a concern <laughs> I was going to say He was an old Veteran was as, That was as good as we could have hoped yeah, for I think a compliment. Uh, Heads is the old veteran And tails is Jim Duffy An old veteran And it is It's the young Nah no nah, chance Just veteran. Sort of younger veteran <laughs> In Jim Duffy So I'll give you some clay too To listen to Jim So that you don't know What John is saying John I will just recap the rules Very quickly Very simple 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many questions Right as you can And you can pass So if you don't know Feel free to pass And we will move on Okay Right, okay. Let's go 30 seconds And your time starts Now Which Rangers player Was ruled out of Scotland's Euro squad today Ryan Jack Which Scottish Premiership team Did Christopher Iyer Go on loan to in 2017 Come on Who's won more Scottish Cups Hearts or Aberdeen Hearts Where did Jim Goodwin Start his playing career Aloha Which Italian city Are Juventus based in Turin Name the only SPFL team whose name begins with the letter B. Berwick Rangers. What club team does David Marshall currently play for? Derby County. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yes. Have we got an opener, Hugh Keevens? You're pointing at something behind me. Inverness Cali Thistle have taken the lead just after a terrific save from Jack Annick to defy Inverness Cali Thistle. They have gone one up, volley. And, uh, I think it's Nikolai Todorov yeah, The who, man who's at the centre of so much yeah, controversy this week Good to see him on the pitch and, and able to just terrific, concentrate on that stuff for Terrific tonight. finish uh, And now it's up to Jim Goodwin St Mirren Because they'll mm. need to gather themselves here Callie Thistle have played well from the start to this point Big game now Someone tumbled in the box in the lead up to it I wonder if uh, Jim Goodwin will be a bit unhappy about that Anyway, uh, Jim Duffy, you ready for your questions? Right, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which Rangers player was ruled out of Scotland's Euro squad today? Which Scottish Premiership team did Christopher Iyer go on loan to in 2017? Who's got more Scottish Cups, Hearts or Aberdeen? Hearts 
Where did Jim Goodwin start his playing career? Oh, Jim. Uh, Dundee. Which Italian city are Juventus based in? Turin. Uh, name the only SPFL team whose name begins with the letter B. Oh, pass. What club team does David Marshall currently play for? Derby. Okay, Derby okay, okay. John, that sounds close, does it not? No, it does, I. It does. Do you say the same thing for every single question? I think you might have, right? Which, uh, no real mystery here. Which Rangers player was ruled out of Scotland's Euro squad? Ryan Jack, you both got it. Christopher Iyer went on loan to Kilmarnock, you both got it. Who's got more Scottish Cups, Hearts or Aberdeen? It's Hearts, eight to seven. You both got it. Where did Jim Goodwin start his playing career? It is Celtic. Celtic he uh, knew after yeah. the event, Jim Duffy, so we're still level. Juventus are based in Turin. You both got that. The only SPFL team whose name begins with the letter B. Breakin. Breakin City. Uh, City. John, Joe, you, know you were at least yeah. kind of close, sort of. Berwick used to be in there, but yeah, Breakin. I know, I knew as soon as I said it, they'd get the drop Oh, I know, a nightmare. And you both mm. got the last one, the David Marshall plays for Derby. Incidentally, St Mirren have equalised straight away. Where's my Scottish football cliche book again? You're at oh. your most vulnerable mm, when you've yeah. just scored. Well, we did say there'd be goals, and I think Andrew said that half time. He did. Well, don't worry, I said he was going to extra time, which can still <laughs> very much happen. Great finish. Who was that? Remind me, I just saw the ball hit the back of the net. Was it McGrath? I don't know. Uh, no, no, it was McGrath. Anyway, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, I think we've got a tiebreaker on our hands. Speaking right. of going to extra time and penalties, we're going to do it on Beat the Pundit. So, John, I'm going to read the question. I will then get Jim Duffy to write his answer down, okay. and I'll invite you to give me your attempt, okay? No, okay. Right, let's go. Here is your tiebreaker question. How many European Cup and Champions League games have Celtic played in? Ever. Jim Duffy, <laughs> give me your answer. How many European yeah. Cup slash Champions League games yeah. have Celtic played in? Does this include qualifiers, producer Callum? Do you know? Yeah. He doesn't know. He's just yeah. shrugging his shoulders. Champions Who cares? League and European games since. Right. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. No, it's not that long. This yeah, is quick but, fire. It's a right, tiebreaker. Uh, Right, show me your bit of paper. Four fifty. Right, okay, John. <laughs> I'd say just a stab in the dark. To be honest, I'd say about three hundred and sixty. Three hundred and sixty. Jim says four fifty. The answer's two hundred and fourteen. So even oh. I can do that arithmetic. John, <laughs> yeah, the John's ball is on its way to Parkhead. Well done to you. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Enjoy Enjoy John, a question about Celtic winning you the quiz, John. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that an omen for this weekend? I don't know That was John A Rangers fan from yeah, Parkhead yeah, yeah. Ah, There you are Very possible Right John Thank you uh, very much So St Mirren our level St Mirren 1 Inverness 1 And we, we said it was a good game And, and it's, it's proven to be that Great start Aye. to the second half Yeah I mean, I mean Good goals Good football As I said It's been a really open game I think the conditions have helped And both teams really going for it They want to be in the next round So Fair play to them But you're right It could well go to All the way to penalties Yeah Christian Dennis With that equaliser An emphatic yeah. finish You had to say Just found the half yard Blasted it beyond mm-hmm. Mark Ridgers And uh, all of a sudden We are level We are still level Between Motherwell And Morton as well At Fir Park Motherwell trying to, to Play out from the back As they sometimes do Under Graham Alexander And uh, Morton working very hard To not give them an inch And uh, yeah Ruffling a few feathers so far So Motherwell not getting it All their own way by any stretch of the imagination at Fir Park Motherwell nil, Morton nil. Right, if you've got any thoughts on this weekend's action Mostly in this part of the world You're turning your attentions to Rangers v Celtic But anything else, give us your calls 01419511025 We do have news today which concerns that fixture I guess But also 
the Euros this summer We're thinking longer term for this one as well Because Ryan Jack His season is over And he will not go to the Euros With Scotland Let's hear from his manager And I want to hear from you What do you make of that? How big a blow is it? How should he be replaced in the Scotland squad? And Rangers fans Would that change your thoughts on Summer recruitment Is it like If it's likely to be A recurring thing Or if you've got any Overall concerns Give us all your thoughts Here's Stephen Gerrard's take Unfortunately um, It's mixed news uh, And the bad news is That he's ruled out For the rest of the season So you won't see Ryan play For uh, for Rangers this season um, He'll also be ruled out Of the Euros in the summer Which is bad news for him From a, from a personal point of view um, and it's bad news for everyone connected to the Scottish game because I think he's been phenomenal for, for the national team and um, he was very much looking forward to that. So it's sad news for him from a personal point of view. Um, the good news is that we found a solution and we've got to the bottom uh, of the problem and um, all being well in terms of his rehab from, from the procedure that he will have next week, um, he, he should be due to, to return in pre-season at some stage. He would have gone to the Euros, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. As I said, uh, I think that uh, he was an important part of the the way that um, Steve Clark likes to set his teams up. And I think uh, getting into Euros, he would definitely have been played a pivotal role. Yeah, we do have, as I mentioned earlier on, plenty of options in that area. But nevertheless, and do we have any? Do, do, do we have any or many that are like for like though? Well, obviously Scott McTominay's the, mm. the the obvious one. You can play of, him in the back yeah, at times. Yeah, but he's the obvious one to to go in there and sit. Um, but I just think that uh, see the way Stevie you know wants to play, I think Ryan Jack would have been pivotal. But more more for the player, it's a huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, exactly. we're, we're, first time in twenty odd years, we've yeah. qualified for a championship, and then players who believe they've got a really good chance of taking part in that, they'll be he'll be absolutely gutty. So you're more gutty for the for the boys rather than for the. The actual national side Hugh I shouldn't have mentioned it I've learned my lesson The other night I did say It's been so long Since we've been at a tournament We've probably forgotten What this build up period is like oh. Every tournament you go to Unfortunately There will be one And there might be more than one And we spoke about Was it Gary McAllister At France 98 Yeah And um, We suggested that You know we have to Kind of prepare ourselves For that And Ryan Jack Unfortunate for him And for the team That he won't make it Yeah You know if you're Stevie Clark. You know, you read this morning's headlines about Ollie McBurney, uh, who's got a broken foot. So I can't, for the life of me, see him being there. Now, I know that he hasn't scored a, a goal uh, in open play for Scotland, but he was always part of Stevie Clark's squad. So you had to think that he would have been there at the Euros. Kieran Tierney, we have no absolute guarantee yet that Kieran Tierney will be ready for that. So mm. it's a worrying time. But you're right in what you say about Ryan Jack. Um, you know, I, people will jump in because it's old firm weekend. People will jump in and say David Turnbull, but th- they're not the same type of player, not by a long shot. Well, funny enough, I think Jerry and Uddingston has got similar thoughts. Jerry, wh- how did you? What's your reaction to that news that Ryan Jack will miss out? It's, it's a Scotland fans' perspective, and a Celtic fans' perspective. It's disappointing. The boy's a very good footballer, mm-hmm. uh, and he offers something different. Um, Oliver McBurney, I don't think he'll, uh, a shame for the boy himself, but I don't think he'll be a lost. Um, for me, it offers Steve Clark a, a unique opportunity to to bring in two boys who I think really deserve it. Uh, Dave and I know Hugh just mentioned him there, uh, and Ryan Gold, who's doing uh, fantastically well with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Turnbull in particular uh, has been a shining light in a a fairly poor season for Celtic um, and I was disappointed and surprised he wasn't in the squads for the, the Austria games uh, Pharaohs as well 
I think he made a difference in the Austria game. Uh, he's a he's a proper sort of box to box who can pick a pass, see something a wee bit and unlock you know, a defence. Um, I would really like Steve Clark. At, you know, back him as a Scotland manager. Um, I think some of his squad don't particularly deserve to be there in terms of performances. But given these opportunities, I think the gold and Turnbull would be an exciting addition to the Scotland squad gold, for the Euros. Gold is a fascinating one for me because I, I do take uh, on board what you're saying, Jerry. That he, he appears to have been reborn uh, in Portugal. He's had an up and down career there. He's been there many years now. But in that time, no matter where he's been, no matter whether his stock has been high or low, rarely in a squad. And I, I'm not Never, sure. really. Yeah. I'm um, not sure that Stevie Clark will immediately jump to the conclusion that he better get on the phone to Portugal. I mean, he has been in particularly good form recently. You could say his form mm. is at like an all time high, so maybe that, that changes things. David Turnbull is the obvious name. I knew mm. we would hear it, Jim. Yeah. They're not the same player. No. But th- does it. Whilst you're maybe not trying to create a like-for-like like replacement Does it does it just create a space where you might pick another midfielder? Yeah, I mean again As we all know he's, he's a completely different player from Ryan Jack You know, Ryan Jack's a defensive midfielder Who, you know, as I said He's you know, very, very good at what he does One of the best at what he does But uh, Turnbull, as, as Jerry said can, can can be a threat We know that we've got You know, John McGinnick can play there we've got, We know they've got You know, Ryan Christie can play there All these kind of things But for me, um, if if there's an opportunity to get David Turnbull in that squad, I would get I would try and get him in. But it's, listen, when it comes up, it's the same as any squad. There's going to be disappointed, uh, you know, players. There's going to be a you know a, a real change of opinion depending between now and the end of the season who's in form. I mean, initially we were thinking it was you know Gilmer at Chelsea was going to be a certainty, but. You know, again, he's he's kind of fallen out a lot, but under Thomas Tuchel, uh, Tuchel, uh, you know, in terms of getting regular games, another fantastic player. But we can fit them all in. But I, I would, I would be with Jerry. I think that uh, David Turnbull mm-hmm. has been, you know, an exceptional player for Celtic so far. So uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't try and find something closer to the the type of Ryan Jack. Yeah, possibly, but again, I don't think we're all of a sudden just going to, you know, just Fine, so, someone's going to come out. I mean, I know again a, a, a while back. Uh, Graham Shinney was in the squad and then he he fell out, but he's now a regular part of, of Derby's team. Um, but I don't, I mean, they're struggling yeah. a little bit. So I, I don't think there's an obvious replacement for him. So he might have to look, mm-hmm. as I said, McTominay being the obvious one. But other than him, I don't think there's another one there around at the moment. Ryan Gold's playing against Sporting tonight, if you want to keep mm-hmm. an eye on that one. Uh, thank you to Jerry. Appreciate your suggestions, Jerry. Mm-hmm. They are good ones and I'm sure we will debate them. I want to bring in David. In West Lothian Jim Duffy almost stole your thunder David But I think you can elaborate for us No I think you did actually mention him didn't he <laughs> uh, I was thinking uh, Billy Gilmore and Chelsea uh, Coming in Similar type of player to Ryan Jack um, And one for the future I was, just, I was actually surprised he wasn't Brought into the last squad With Patterson as well And uh, right back at Rangers I thought just to get them involved in the squad Potentially if they were going to take him to the Euros yeah, but I think he would be a good replacement. Got him for Ryan Jack, actually, because he was, yes, as uh, you mentioned before, he was brilliant when he played for Scotland. The obvious, David, you don't, you don't even need me to bring it up. The obvious counter to Billy Gilmore, who is a fantastic prospect. You know what I'm going to say. It's the game time, isn't it? I think he's got eight appearances this season for Chelsea. Uh, f- what is it? Five, I think, since the since the turn of the year. One against Morecambe, one against Luton, one against Barnsley. Is that is that a concern for you? Clearly no, not. 
Yeah, as I I, I I was saying to myself quite recently, I really wanted him to go on loan there. I thought he could have done he could have myself a favour, I thought, and got himself out on loan, but he didn't. I get that. <clears throat> but I still um he has one for the future. I think even they've done you think about previous teams and previous squads that brought the young kids in. We have you to the future, giving them you've got to think that this isn't gonna be our last tournament and you know what I mean, get them get them bled in. In there for the future as well, so I think there may be an opportunity there. It's a great debate, Hugh, because ultimately you can understand the school of thought to contradict what I just said that if he is good enough, if he is talented enough, and and you feel that he is more talented than some of the other players, why worry about how much game time he gets for Chelsea? Yeah, but I, I am instinctively reluctant to just pluck someone who hasn't been playing football very much. Uh, an undoubted talent of the highest order However Hasn't been playing much football And you just Pluck him From there And shove him into the first uh, Major international tournament Even if he's talented at. enough to do it though I don't think it works uh, You know I, I think that the players who have played In the last couple of games for Scotland um, And we also have two friendlies To come Where we can Try other Players, other permutations, whatever. But I think the players who have taken us this far uh, will be the ones that yeah, Stevie but, Clark really trusts. But Ryan Jack was one of them, and I he's know, now not know, there. But, but he, but he hasn't been there for the last couple of years. I, I must admit, I, I think Billy Gilmore's an exceptional player. And I think sometimes, listen, you've got to put things in perspective. He's playing at Chelsea, mm-hmm. you know, with the players they have, you know, in their midfield, and he's still part of that squad. And obviously, so you'd, you'd be inclined to overlook the lack of game time. Yes, because yeah. I think he's he's playing, you know, with such exceptional players, and he still manages to get some game time. I, I think again, you've got to say, well. Other players in the Scottish midfield would get into Chelsea's team, you know. So I think so. I think he's an exceptional talent, and I think if we can get him in. But I, but what I I don't agree with David is taking players for experience. I think we haven't been in a tournament. We want to compete in this tournament. We want to do as well as we can. It's not it's not about you know giving giving boys a, an opportunity to see how it is preparing for tournaments. You've got to be good enough to impact mm. the team or be a part of it. And I think Gilmore can be. Patterson may well be if he stays in the team from now uh, uh, over the next four or five games, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, and again get more experience. But to me, I, I wouldn't be taking players just to to kind of prepare them for another tournament because that might not happen. David, does he, Billy Gilmore, in your mind, have the upper hand on these other potential replacements because he's at least generally, a, you know, a deeper midfielder and some that could closer to to playing in Ryan Jack's position than say a David Turnbull is. Yeah, I think I think so. I think we're not talking about um, Gilmore coming in and going into the starting eleven, is he? So the midfield's probably sorted anyway. Yeah. So as somebody could come on and maybe make a wee difference if needed, and you have got you've got Fleck there. There is other players um, in there, so you know I think he definitely has an option. And I know uh, Jim's saying about not being for the future for the future tournaments and stuff like that, but you know if it is. Limited time he's going to get mm-hmm. Just being being involved in that um, Environment would be good Because John Flex is not going to get much time What's the point of putting him there You know, he's, you could you could flop, flip it out And Gilmore's got more chance of being In the national setup going forward 
Yeah, fair enough. Thank you, David. In West Lothian, 01419511025. We are still heading for extra time. Andrew McLean, if you're listening, St Mirren 1, Inverness 1, 64 gone there. And Motherwell 0, Morton 0. Gus McPherson's side will be delighted with the way they have started this game. Graham Alexander, not so much. Pick up the phone, let us know what's on your mind, and I'll give you a full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard St Mirren 1 Inverness 1.68 minutes gone there Morton probably the better side at Fir Park They've certainly just had the better of the chances Because all evening Muller will have tried to play out from the back Not much success Morton robbed them Bathing down on Liam Kelly And he has been a good signing Made a good save to keep the scoreline level Christopher Long's just flashed one across the face But no takers And uh, definitely Gus McPherson the happier manager In that one Morton getting 0-0 at Fir Park at the moment And St Mirren won Inverness 1 We're 15 minutes or so away from kick-off Between Forfar and Dundee United And that's your Friday night offering Three games tonight Three tomorrow and two on Sunday So we look forward to a bumper weekend of Scottish Cup action Right here's your question tonight Right on the full time teaser If anyone's never heard The full time teaser before Where have you been? And also the way it works is You send the questions to us You set the traps And hopefully we catch the pundits out So tonight's been sent in by Liam McCullough And Liam says Which five members Of Scotland's Euro 96 squad Went on to manage in England? Which five members of Scotland's Euro 96 squad went on to manage in England? Colin Calderwood. Brilliant, well done. Um, big, uh, what's his name? Colin Henry? Henry. Yes, Colin Henry. I believe it. There, two of five. You're making short work of this. Thank you to Liam for sending it in. And if you want to hear your question on the show, the address you need is full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, let's hear a bit from Stephen Glass, shall we? We're just getting to. To know him, we're getting reacquainted with him in these parts He's been speaking today ahead of the big games coming up this weekend And um, he's been talking to you about Scott Brown oh. And the the decision to go to Aberdeen And that just adds an extra, for us down here I know this isn't the priority for Aberdeen fans But it just adds an extra extra dimension to our cup narrative, doesn't it? Does Scott Brown able to go in a high? How much of an incentive is that for him? Should they get past Rangers and play Aberdeen at some point in the future oh. rounds? There's, there's, there's an interesting story there. Well, I think that uh, Scott Brown would be a massive loss to Celtic. Uh, I only know what I read from uh, Stephen Glass in this morning's papers where he said that uh, on the last day when Scott Brown was between his home and Petaudry, there were Desperate attempts going on by Celtic to try and make him stay at Celtic But he did seem to come to a decision very quickly Now I don't know whether that was because of the uncertainty over who would be manager Well he did say that was part of it Scott yeah. Brown uh, And at the end of the day he has been magnificent for Celtic And it is his prerogative whether to stay or go um, But I think he's a big loss And very interesting because Aberdeen plays Celtic on Wednesday now, depending on the result at Ibrox on Sunday, uh, might there be a temptation for Celtic to leave out Scott Brown? Or, if Celtic beat Rangers on Sunday, then I think there's an even greater temptation to say, right, mm. he's in the team and he's not going anywhere until we see if we win the Scottish Cup here. Yeah, Stephen Glass hoping that players would jump at the chance to play for the club alongside the likes of Scott Brown and be coached by Alan Russell. 
Yeah, I think it's a statement on behalf of the club that what we are trying to do, but it's a statement on behalf of those players that, oh sorry, Alan's not a player anymore, he looks like one, but he's not, but he's uh, the statement on behalf of those players, the, players, the people that they want to be a part of this as well, what the club offers, what the environment that it has and the backing that we believe we're going to get and what's possible. Uh, Scott is going to really help on the pitch, he's going to learn off the pitch, he's going to be a brilliant coach and manager. Alan's the same, he's a very well-rounded coach and he's going to provide a lot to this club while he's here. Uh, if you've got a staff that can attract players, I, th I think that'll help. Again, time's going to tell, but if you're a centre-forward that wants to get better and Alan Russell's the one that's going to be at the club helping you, I think that's attractive. If you want to play in a team that's got Scott Brown in it, I think he's won almost every trophy for the last eight, nine years. He's been the guy that lifts it at the end of the season. If I was still a player, I'd want to play beside Scott Brown. Uh, so I think... I'm looking forward to what's coming That's the obvious target surely now Scott Brown Okay Can't win the league Wanted 10 in a row Couldn't do it End the season on a high Lift the trophy in May And bid farewell After a long oh. and successful career at Celtic I've rarely heard the man uh, Speak as optimistically As Stephen Glass did uh, You know he, He's stated that he believes He'll be a success in the job uh, That he hasn't been put in the job Because he's a A, a pal of the owner Um so he talks a very confident game I think uh, Alan Russell Given his pedigree Working with uh, the England national team uh, I think that's good for Aberdeen And maybe Scott Brown just has that Intuition that tells him That he's going to the right club At the right time uh, So as I say He's got nothing to reproach himself over He has been outstanding for Celtic And what will be will be In terms of Ibrox and Sunday And what comes thereafter But uh, Interesting times for Aberdeen. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know the, the the coaching side of it and it is important. I think he's he's got a point there. Um, Stephen Glass saying that you know if you if your coaching staff can encourage players to come. I mean, I think if you take it to the current champions and Stephen Gerrard. I mean, if he's there and Gary McAllister's there, I think that would always encourage you, even if it's not the size of the club of Rangers. So I think that for Aberdeen having those uh, coaches and uh, that quality will definitely you know help um, sway some players. I think Alan Russell's an interesting one. It's not, you know, a unique thing now to have a a, a, a strikers coach, uh, but he, he won't have a, a, the quality of Harry Kane um, working with him. But I remember many years ago I, I brought in Mark Hately when I was up at Dundee when I had the likes of Stevie Lovell and Nacho Novo and uh, uh, Fabian Caballero and, that, and they loved it. They absolutely loved it, and it was only at that time you could only really afford that a couple of days a week. But the players absolutely loved working. Um, with Mark and you know something like that specific a little bit like the goalkeeping coaches that, have, that are now part and parcel of football so I think that's a, a really important step because the one thing the Aberdeen fans have been crying out for is more goals and I think uh, a more adventurous team a more a more creative team a bit more pleasing in the eye uh, something that Alan Russell might be able to help that uh, We've got some tweets coming in on the Ryan Jack injury John Belton says this is the problem with Scotland we've got good young players we're scared to try them out because of a lack of game time we're happy enough to play Scott McTominay at centre-back Even though we've got players Who are centre-backs on the bench It's madness Get Gilmore and Patterson on the plane It's more likely to be a bus Or a uh -huh. chauffeur-driven taxi of sorts But I get the, the theory uh, PR says regarding Gilmore No one would bat an eyelid If Forrest gets a place in the squad for the Euros And he would have roughly the same amount of game time So uh, we will watch that one with interest Let's bring in Alec who is a Celtic fan? How confident? How confident would you rate your chances on Sunday, Alec? I'm, I'm, I'm really confident. Uh, I listened to the, I think it was the second caller, uh, and he was saying, you know, 
Rangers have been the best team this season, no doubt. Uh, I don't think Celtic lose the league with the games that they played against Rangers. It was the same with Rangers last season with Celtic. Rangers lose the league with playing with, with their results against other teams. I think that head-to-head regards to Rangers in the last two firm games, if Celtic had to have walked off and maybe won by a couple of clear couple of goals, nobody would have batted an eyelid. Callum McGregor scores an own goal at Ibrox. Celtic, if they would have took their chances, the game would have been put to bed at half-time. The last, the last game there that they played, again, you know, if Celtic were 3-4-0 up at half-time, we're pretty exaggerating, nobody would have batted an eyelid. So, Scottish Cup, you know, this is the kind of games that fans love. It's a one-half game, there's no replays. Winner takes all. So this is like a sort of a cup final within a cup final. Uh, I think that John's had them to work with another, another week or so for the Livingston game. It's quite clear he's tightened up the defence, which that was, your, that was your big issue. So, getting into Sunday, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not going to be sitting saying, you know, because Rangers are the champions, this, that, next thing. Celtic are more than capable of going to Ibrox. And to, I don't even care that it's at Ibrox, because to me, there's no fans there. Mm. So Celtic are more than capable of going there. And if they take the, make the, the same chances as they did in the last couple of games, the game could be done at half-time. We asked, the, the, there was a previous Celtic fan who made a, a similar point, Alec, and asked him something similar as well in response. Is it not possible that people will just turn that around completely and say... Celtic were good in those last two games They were the, the better side performance wise And they still couldn't find a way to beat Rangers you, You've got those performances down as You know, a reason that Celtic can win But other people might want to Put a different spin on it And say that this shows that Celtic Can't get past Rangers this season Gordon, you know what? what that's what football that's, that's the beauty of football At the, the, the last game at Ibrox Celtic battered Rangers Celtic had to win that game to, to have any chance of I, I, I keeping in up with the league. Celtic did. I know, again, that's what the goalkeeper's there for. The same way Fraser Foster done in the League Cup final against Rangers. Celtic did everything apart to score that day. And you know yourself, just sometimes it happens like that. And then Rangers got the part. They get a corner. Cal McGregor scores an on goal. And that's that's football, you know. I mean, it's just it's just the way it goes sometimes. But as long as my team keeps on creating chances, that's what it is. For me, it's about if you can create the chances, you're halfway there. You start worrying if you can't create chances. No, we're tightened up at the back. We're creating chances. If we can just put a couple of them away, but to be honest, the best the thing is as long as it's a good game of football. You know, whether it's it's exciting, that's that's all you want. I think the last thing Rangers and Celtic fans want is like a no no or a one no pure board game, whatever, you know what I mean? I think the majority it's, of fans couldn't care less whether it's a good game or a bad <laughs> game. Uh they they want a win. Uh if it was the worst game of football in the twenty first century, it wouldn't bother them if uh, their team won. And you keep saying, Alec, that's football and therefore you know, you've got Celtic winning by half time on Sunday. You know, but but this is football. There's a second half to be played, and things can happen. Sure, you watched the last two firm games, didn't you? Uh huh. Did you? Well, how many chances did create did Celtic create in the last two games by half time? A, a complete and utter irrelevance. 
because they won that. Yeah, because they won that. They won either game. Right. As I said, it's not. It's not ice skating where the judges hold up seven point five for artistic impression. It's did you win the match or not? So it's an utter irrelevance how Celtic played. It's not relevant, sure. Celtic, Celtic obviously get beat that go- that game. Sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it doesn't. This season for Celtic, whatever reason, whatever, we've shot ourselves in the foot the whole lot. That game at Ibrox. You go back, uh, you, you referenced the League Cup final where Fraser Forster had uh, an unbelievable afternoon. Now, countless Rangers fans have been on here saying, oh, if that had happened and that had happened. Uh, Rangers were by far. Uh, the better team that day But Fraser Forster was paranormal And when Rangers had the best chance of all A penalty kick and Celtic down to 10 men Fraser Forster saved it So this is what happens um, you, you can argue all day that Rangers were the better side at Hamden that day But Celtic won the cup End of story Yeah, I mean listen it's, uh, Football is a game about taking your chances I mean, you, you hear a lot of um, commentators and particularly ex-pros will say, oh, you've got to be there. To, you know, I'm happy that he's in there. He missed them and that kind of stuff. But that can only go for so long. Uh, and uh, Rangers, and particularly Ibrox, as, as Hughes pointed out, um, 18 uh, games, 18 victories. It's uh, sensational. It's just the outrageous, um, you know, statistics. Um, lose very, very few goals and we're a top-class goalkeeper. So Celtic have to be clinical. Yeah, Alec, you've got a point. If they get those opportunities, they have to be clinical. But, as I said to you, I think this game in particular, I think this game will be a little bit more open because it's played to a finish. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I said, I think it will be tight. But I still, I still think that um, Rangers have got the edge this year simply by the fact is that uh, you know that they're confident you know, and Celtic are still searching for that bit of confidence at this moment in time. We always like something different, a bit of invention. Mother will mm. just get a free kick. You know your standard free kick position, mm. maybe twenty-two yards mm. out, good shooting opportunity. They rolled it back to Barry Maguire. He scooped it up to volley it for mm. himself and hit it straight into the wall. So ah, it was a good right. idea, but yeah, no, no, the old Willie Carr one with the back killer. That's yeah, the, the execution wasn't quite the there. Um, right, we thank Alec. We will tell you that it's Motherwell nil, Morton nil, thirty nine gone, and we're getting there. Eighty two gone. St Mirren mm. one, Inverness one is the first cup tie of the weekend destined. For overtime um, Right How's this teaser looking Which five members Of Scotland's Euro 96 squad Went on to manage In England You've already got Colin Calderwood And Colin Henry Was Graham Alexander there? No Stuart McCall? Yes So that's three down Two to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the home straight tonight Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here We've got two big cup games underway We've got one just getting underway Between Forfar and Dundee United We've got more calls to take More tweets to read And a teaser to settle So a busy end to the show Thank you once again to Liam McCullough Who sent tonight's question in He wants to know if you can name The five members of Scotland's Euro 96 squad that went on to manage in England Colin Calderwood Colin Hendry Stuart McCall Billy McKinley Billy McKinley Yes Which means you've only got one more to get You two have made Short work Lambert Of this one No We'll leave it there We'll see if you can get it between now And the end of the show um, Let's Not done yet at Motherwell We'll get a half time story there Will we squeeze in the full time report from St Mirren Yeah we should be uh, up against it But um, 
kind of got a, I can't decide Jim If this one's destined For extra time or not Because it's been very open And there have been chances yeah. But you know The fact that no one's Taken them yet Yeah I think the fact They would work I think about three or four times In the game I mean I know it's a man Just hit the woodwork again there It actually hit the inside Of the post And then bounced straight Comfortably into Matt Ridger's hands I think it was Dermis But uh, yeah it's been A really open game Plenty of chances Saves You know Really really good Both teams really going for it uh, I don't think either team would really be happy with extra time, but the other uh, thought that anyway, occurred to we'll, me, we'll Jim, see what happens. You wouldn't want to meet Inverness Cali if this were in a playoff. Oh, this, I'm very worried about that. Mm. That means I'm in the same wavelength as you. Mm. That's uh-huh. a place no one wants to be. No. I was just about to say that Cup's a priority tonight, let's be honest. But of I just wonder if I wonder if this can, you know, even if they go on to lose this, is this something that Neil McCann would reference? Look, we've just mixed it with the team that, Without doubt. you know, seventh or whatever in the yeah. eighth in the, the Premiership. You know, and and they've not, not sat back no. and, 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 pl- and played really defensive the fact, As I said before It's a really open game They've been every bit As much in the game As the man have If you're an Aki's fan Or a Kelly fan Watching this Hugh Do you think Ooh well, Might not fancy them What if um, Inverness Cali uh, Ross County uh, Ross County uh, Rather uh, Have to go into the playoffs mm. Inverness have already Wiped the floor with them mm. In uh, the cup Let's get a half time report From Fur Park With Alison Conroy Half time at Fir Park, Motherwell nil, Morton nil. Not many chances in this first half, but the best one fell to Morton in the 24th minute. Reese Lyon denied by Liam Kelly as the Motherwell goalkeeper raced out to block his shot. Then soon after, Chris Long did have a shot across the goal for Motherwell, but there were no takers. Motherwell have grown into this game as um, half time approached, but at the moment, no goals. Motherwell nil, Morton nil. Yeah, it's not as comfortable as many people would have predicted. In fact, it's not comfortable at all. Um, judging on the pictures that I'm watching coming in, um, and it certainly wasn't. What, 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 look at those worried lines on your forehead. That's yeah, why it's not why we know it's not. This not is comfortable. This is what you call multitasking, Jim, isn't it? He's, 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 he's eye on the callers coming <laughs> in on that screen. He's, he's eye on Twitter on that screen, mm. and in the middle, he's watching the Motherwell game. You're a talented boy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and speaking of which. I think we might Hold on Don't want to get my wires crossed here I don't want any false advertising Getting people excited but I think St Mirren might be uh, I think St Mirren may Have taken the lead And what a time it would be to score In the last couple of minutes um, I don't know why We've got crossed wires on this And yes we do Marcus Fraser has scored for St Mirren What a time to score What a cup winning time to score this is Obika off the post Back across and What's Marcus Fraser, Fraser. I have no idea <laughs> Inside the 6 yard box 89th minute St Mirren 2 Inverness 1 Delight for the buddies A sickener for Inverness Well Jim Goodwin who's in the stand Because he's suspended uh, He's showing no emotion whatsoever Strangely but uh, it's a A real sickener for Neil McCann And for uh, Callie Thistle But uh, that's the way it goes in the cup They've done so well Jim yeah. And I don't mean to bring geography into it But you're yeah. all the way down here yeah. you, you're a, you look like you're going to get something And um, yeah. But again it, it's, it's, it's a really good place uh, uh, Football from St Mirren And Abika hits the post Again we mentioned the woodwork I think that's about the fourth time At least the woodwork's been struck And it falls invitingly I think Dermis and he cuts it back And Fraser who'd initially played the ball from the right Had continued his run and he actually scored a textbook striker's goal right in the middle of a six-yard line, two yards out, and then just side-footed in. What he's doing there, well, no idea, but uh, Jim Goodwill will be absolutely thrilled about it, and it looks as if it'll be enough to see them through into the next round. Well, unless there's a late twist in the tail, let's bring in Andy. Uh, we're a bit short on time, but I want to speak to one more. Andy, 
We had a very confident Celtic fan The previous caller With your Rangers hat on How confident are you Ahead of the weekend? I, I am I am pretty confident I, I just think you'll I think you'll need enough goal With the same team that played Hibs Really, you know what I mean? Uh, I just want us to come out of the box You know, and just uh, Try and impose ourselves For the first 30 minutes And you know Don't Don't get in Don't get sell it I snap, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm glad, yeah, I'm, really glad you opened, I'm glad you opened with that about the team Because I, I was meaning to get round to it And it's now 10 to 8 <laughs> Rangers have been very successful this season And they've, they've played a number of players Andy Do, do you have like an, you know, an absolute nailed on That is Rangers best 11 You know if you've got a do or die game you know, This is a cup tie What, what is the what, what is the best 11 Do you have one that you're sure of? I Near enough I would say the only one I was a wee no, I know Ruth played with Morelis But that might be the wee point I don't know the boys think you could maybe bring a half field or, or I'd even maybe bring the boy right in, you know what I mean? But the rest of the team, no pass and goals and or Helander Barris or Ken De- or the you know, the usual suspects, but I that might be my only wee one, you know, like up front. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna partner Morelis Yeah, I think yeah. kind of on paper if there's such a thing, Jim, I feel like mm-hmm. people most people feel that Morelos Ruth Kent is the is the, yeah. the most talented and it should be the, the most mm-hmm. dangerous. But there ha- there have been a number of combinations used. But yeah, one, yeah but I think, one is I think it's, it's, you know, as it's, it's Andy says there, you know, you think you, you know, your back four and your midfield, I think, would be, be pretty much nailed on. And, and then obviously Morelis and Kent, and then it's just a case of who's that other one. And yeah, I think Scott Wright could be a good option. I think that, uh, you know, he does give Rangers something a little bit different. As I said, I was a bit surprised when Rangers signed him, but I think that in the, in the, you know, the opportunities he's had, he's looked very sharp, very bright. Uh, maybe it'll be one where Stephen Jenner looks at later in the, uh, the game if he needs him and needs his pace and uh, an opportunity to to try and you know change the game uh, and sticks with Roof. But uh, you know, I, I would I, I would be happy with Andy. I think that might be might throw a wee span in the works in terms of how Celtic would prepare to line up against them as well. Andy, just wondering, sorry, Hugh, when you said about you want to go right at it from the off and don't give Celtic an inch, you know, has that? I know the results haven't been bad, but has that been missing from? The last couple of games against Celtic. Well, I would say so. I definitely. I mean, Celtic really pushed. They pressed us really, really high. Uh, we didn't look that comfortable, but no, no. I, I just think we just need. We need to do what they kind of done to us in the, mm-hmm. the first kind of thirty minutes. You know, I mean, just we need to be imposed us, especially Ibrox. I know. It's, I know the boys were saying earlier on that it's probably the one I thought. Yeah, but this is this is a big chance now yeah, to, I- to really go. I'm looking forward to it I hope the cup tie feel Adds a bit of something Makes it a bit more open I'll need to leave it there Andy My apologies But we do have a full time whistle In Paisley And we already know One of the teams through To the next round Of the Scottish Cup Andrew McLean Yes and Murren 2 Inverness 1 The full time score here And Gordon I know you are desperate For this one to go To extra time But Marcus Fraser Is the man With the goal In the 88th minute To put St Mirren Into the next round Jack Anik was a busy man In the first half Producing three Good early saves And his fourth Was the best of the lot Tipping Scott Allen's shot from the edge of the box onto the post Christian Dennis then hit the bar for St Mirren before the break, a great touchdown his shot deflected onto the woodwork which saw a lot of action at both ends tonight, Inverness had a quick start to the second half and they made the most of it, Daniel Mackay's shot was put behind for a corner and from that the ball came in and Nikolai Todorov met it well with a powerful side footed volley and fired into the back of the net for 1-0, they barely had any time for that goal to sink in before St Mirren were level, Christian Dennis had been threatening the whole game and his strike from range found a way past Mark Ridgers for 1-0 they then struck the woodwork twice within seconds Yukai Dermis 
calling a shot onto the bar and the ball landed at the feet of Dennis and his follow-up effort came off the post. Inverness hit back with a couple of chances of their own before being saved by the woodwork again. Dermis with a header this time looping over the goalkeeper and onto the bar. It was anyone's game going into the dying minutes with two minutes to go. St Mirren got the winner. John Abika strike once again hitting the woodwork came off the post. The ball was played back across the face of goal and there was Marcus Fraser in a striker's position to tap home to put their name in the hat for the next round. It nearly wasn't the case though because Shane Sutherland right at the death flashed the ball just past the post at the other end but it was a very good spectacle of attacking football from both sides here in Paisley but the buddies come out on top the full time score is St Mirren 2 Inverness 1 and well done to them first team into the next round of the Scottish Cup it, did they deserve it? it was pretty close wasn't it well, could you really there's a wee lesson there for St Mirren because they knocked Rangers out of the Betfred Cup uh, the only team domestically to have laid a glove on Rangers this season and you you thought at that point well done you know they could go all the way and then they lost at the semi-final stage so they've had that warning well done Jim Goodwin well done all the St Mirren players but it ain't over till it's over listen the cup ties about one and they won but you know from what we watched here in the studio Gordon I thought Inverness were very very okay, unlucky look at him turning his knocky on oh, a minute early just yeah. because he's desperate is that his alarm going off he got big Friday night plans are you, quite, are you done with <laughs> us my daughter's 40th birthday today so this is the mother of the daughter unbelievable <laughs> she doesn't know you're working tonight oh dear me and if you're wondering how the first half between Motherwell and Morton's been the halftime highlights they've just showed a two minute solid um, clip of the sprinkler close up mm. slow motion and everything because tells I, you all that, you that need to know about the game just sum up <laughs> he's, he's, uh, George Bowie's here he's sort of punching the air he's happy with that Morton <laughs> result so far Hugh's now I think, I think Hugh's taking phone calls on the Nokia <laughs> during the show it's gone to pot the sun's out and everyone's lost the place you two have got more work to do on the, <laughs> the teaser, teaser before we disappear you've got one more Member of Scotland's Euro 96 squad Who went on to manage in England I'm going to put that Nokia through the window in a minute John, John Collins No it's not John Collins Now you've got um, Colin Calderwood Colin Hendry Stuart McCall Billy McKinley I think you've probably forgotten His managerial spell quite I, frankly I, I've got a couple of guys I know yeah, Brian McClare Gordon Jury. He's an assistant manager up here now Assistant manager up here Gar- Gary McAllister Gary McAllister oh. uh, Thank you to Liam For right. sending the okay. question mm-hmm. In St Mirren already through Motherwell Morton Goalless at the moment Four for Dundee United Not long underway And a huge weekend As I'm sure you are very much aware A bit of a change To the football schedule This weekend And we are very much Part of that So no show tomorrow But we are back On Sunday at 2 o'clock For the small matter Of Rangers Against Celtic We look forward to speaking to you then Now I know you look forward to this guy Every Friday night But there's something extra special The sun is shining You're allowed to get out and about A little bit more than you previously could So enjoy yourself GBX Friday's up next